What up, gang? Thanks for tuning in for another episode of UBI Podcast, uh, presented by AML Media. Love you, Mom. Uh, just a heads up, guys, we do have the Patreon going on. Uh, we got some special episodes coming out on there. Stay tuned. They're only going to get better. Um, you get to see some of our smoke breaks, some of our behind-the-scenes things, and maybe even a little bit of our vacation you'll get to see. We got some cool microphones coming in. I am Gene Labordi, off uh, camera right now, putting lotion on his elbows. His rhino elbows is my brother and co-host Stephen Labordi. Off camera, doing all the hard work, is Rachel Labordi. Like I said, check out the website for, uh, we got some merch, get, get yourself a t-shirt, and then uh, sign up for the Patreon, you get some special behind-the-scenes things. We got a cool episode for you, we're going to talk about my next surgery, how it went well, and how it's going bad now, and also uh, give you some survival tips. Don't steal them from us, but you can take some recommendations. Uh, come along for the ride. This is UBRI Podcast presented by AML Media. Love you guys. Let's go. Uh, so to continue the off-camera talk, we're talking about uh, don't don't ever get an exotic animal, I think is what it comes down to. Definitely not a chimpanzee. Chimpanzees are brutal. They're too smart. They're smart enough to be evil. Evil, because like other animals, you're like, oh, they're doing that for a food source. They're doing this, but you said the fucking, the, they're using tools to beat their women. That's where we, yeah, they use branches. They are our lineage for domestic abuse. That's part of their systematic hierarchy. That's part of their structure. Is they keep the women in check by smacking the shit out of them. And they're so strong. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but compared to human, I mean, you got no shot. Yeah, dude, like one ch- uh, 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 adolescent chimpanzee could come down here and murder us if it wanted to. Oh, no doubt. We'd have no... And, you know, it's great. A lot of times they immediately go for genitalia. Yeah, the genitalia in your face. Oh, my God. Can't outrun them. Yeah, they're, like, faster than and, us. And it's not like uh, you wouldn't really know they were pissed off until it was too late. Uh. So, like I was saying, and all those people who keep a chimpanzee... And think it can cohabitate as an adult, like you deserve to die. Yeah, unless you're a trained professional with a team of people and tranquilizer guns everywhere, and with proper facilities. Yeah, the thing's not doesn't want to be in a house. But how about this? Just don't do it. Yeah, because nobody s- thinks you're cool. You look like you're a fucking weirdo anyway. We watched that show when we were back home, of a like the one guy who got he had a to fuck are those. Dragon lizard thing. Monitor lizards or something? The ones that I I think is what... Komodo his, dragons? Komodo dragons. He, like, he just didn't show up to work, and it turns out a fucking, the Komodo dragon ate him. Yeah. Yeah, because he had to feed them raw chicken, and like he was tight on money, I guess, and didn't have enough food for them. So and they, there was a fucking... Uh, like a 700-pound tiger in an, a New York apartment. Yeah. That I just one, watched that a video was, of how they extracted. They just fucking basically had to like rope down because it was on like the fucking yeah, it was in a project 21st floor of a fucking project and the guy i guess eventually the tigers are going nuts so he just stops going home yeah and neighbors were like we're hearing shit yeah i honestly think a tiger is probably easier to handle than a chimp 
Dude, it's nuts. You ever see the videos of Mike Tyson back when he was in his nutty days, just re- on his tennis court, kind of wrestling with a yeah. tiger? Yeah. See, that's that's when you know that there's a certain amount of money that humans shouldn't have. You see, like Saudi Arabians doing that. Yeah, because they just have so much money, they have to think of things to buy. But the thing with like a, a, a tiger is, if you just keep it well fed, and it needs to have room. Yeah. It, it, pro- it, it probably won't attack, but like a chimpanzee, they're like they could just, social cues, yeah, they could like, just get pissed off. They could be well fed, and they then could all just of a think sudden, you're threatening them, and you won't even realize mm-hmm. that you're threatening you're brushing them. your teeth weird, and this thing's thinking it's making fun of you or something. Yeah, they really are. Like they sometimes in a while, it seems like they just get bored and they go find their big sister and smack the shit out of her. <laughs> it's crazy. And do they? Or chim- chimps, they eat their young. There is monkeys that will. They'll eat other monkeys, as far as I know. Either, either of us are apologists here, but I don't think they'll eat their own babies. But what happens is, like, a female won't be uh, fertile when she has, like, a newborn. But if you kill the newborn, then they'll become fertile again. Ooh. So, like, <clears throat> to exact your dominance over the tried troop. I forget what the, the chimpanzee or a tribe. Point. Yeah, if you if you're the dominant male, and uh, you know, uh, one of your one of your harem has a baby with another monkey, you might just kill that that baby. You know, to make and the way they attack but too, they just fucking they'll rip you li- slant fist yeah. slam you and then rip you yeah part to part yeah. And the crazy thing is. <clears throat> One of the uh, strategies the female chimps use to avoid this is they bang as many different monkeys as they can in the troop, because it's not like it's not like only the dominant male gets to mate. Mm-hmm. So what the woman, the female uh, chimp will do is whore themselves out. That way, the dominant male doesn't know if the baby's his or not. Damn it goes that. deep with these apes, dude. They're our closest na- uh, cousins. <sighs> Man. So, so all the people out there complaining about things going on, just be lucky we made that cross and we're not chimps anymore. Yeah, and like I said, because that means these guys, th- you probably would have been beating the piss out of me if we were chimps. You were big. I was already beating you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but you were tearing my arm off and shit. Nah. Yeah, but uh, we have come a long way. I mean, these motherfuckers are vicious, but you see the seeds of like the violent behavior some men. Uh, this toxic masculinity we all hear about. Like, you see the seeds of it, evolutionary uh, aspects of it. But then you look at, like I was saying earlier, the Taliban, like... They kind of follow it a little bit? I mean, a little bit closer. But they look like fucking marshmallows compared to our real ancestors. I mean, they just don't want you to go to school after sixth grade. Where are chimps mostly found? Is that like an Amazon... Africa. Uh, are, they, are they like a, a rainforest type of... They're all over. Yeah. You know this? I didn't know this. No. no. He watched a documentary. He didn't. I've always known all this. <laughs> uh, primates can't swim. None of them. So like if it, like a major river. Wow. A major river will actually create thousand years. Like the Congo or the Amazon creates barriers where no monkeys of certain types of monkeys have ever gone past. So, like, there's only small pockets of monkeys on the other side of the river, 
And like if humans start moving in, like they can't get away from the humans because they will not go any deeper than like. Wow. I thought that was crazy. Like a fucking yeah. silverback gorilla can't go deeper. I, I can see why a silverback can't swim, but like some of those spider monkeys and stuff, I'd be like, they're probably, I would assume like they're awesome swimmers. So Lo- specifically chimpanzees can only be found in Africa. There you go. So don't bring them to America and bring them in your home. <laughs> yeah. So there's monkeys all over the world, but yeah, I guess chimps can only be found in Africa. By the way, Africa's really fucking big. Uh, dude, yeah, I didn't... Re- I'm so dumb geographically, like... Like, in my head, uh, it was three years ago I found out that Russia has warm parts of it. Yeah. You know, and then Africa has parts that aren't just desert. Like, when I think of Africa, I just think sand, desert, trees barely grow. That's just a small part of Africa. Um... You ever see those monkeys that have, like, big red noses and, like, blue cheeks? The, the fucking flop-over nose? Not the flop-over nose. That's a different kind of monkey, too. I thought the ones with blue cheeks... Are those, aren't those bam, uh, baboons? Nah. Baboons... These are called... Baboons have blue butts, don't they? I think they have orange butts. The All blue monkey butt butts is are the gross. monkey I'm talking about. They're called fucking... <laughs> they should be called blue butts. But it's crazy. The reason they say that they have, like, blue butts and, like, all the monkeys in, in West Africa, it's a really heavily forested area. Like, there's nothing but trees. So they have really flamboyant faces and butts so that they can see each other walking through these deep forests. Mandrills. Mandrills. I've heard that. They're crazy looking, aren't they? They're like fucking baboons with scary faces. And they only exist in, like, one country. Yeah, Central Africa. It's like the one from um, Lion King that holds them Oh, up. yeah, one of those things. Whoa, their snouts are gnarly. They are. And the, uh, d- the more dominant the male, the more vibrant the face and butt. That's how it is in birds a lot, too. Fuck, dude. Could you imagine? No, I would shit myself and die on Look the spot. Look at that fucking, those fangs. Yeah. Bro, th- no wonder. And they don't really eat meat. That's why I, I I love, like, folklore and old stories. We talked about this before, kind of like how pirates were like, I, I, the Kraken type of thing. Mm-hmm. They just might have seen a squid, and they were like, what the fuck is that? Plus, yeah, and they, then by the time they get home, it was like, it was a thousand feet long. Could plus, you imagine? <clears throat> plus, as men, we like to talk up our, our adventures. Yeah, because if I came across this thing and survived... Mm-hmm. It'd be I would be telling bigger. you, I was like, I punched it in its face, and it ran away, and it was it, it was blue, red. I'm pretty sure it had a knife in its hand. It had blo- bloody it, bloody mouth. It was bleeding from the mouth. Wow. That's but here's a... the thing: these badass looking monkeys, they don't actually even fight each other. Like they just intimidate each other to become the dominant yeah. male. It's really weird. Like they look so vicious and scary. They look like they're made to fight. That thing, it doesn't look real. That thing looks fake. Horrifying. These pictures, oh my God, imagine seeing, I'm not leaving Pennsylvania ever. Pennsylvania is a great, is a great uh, state to exist in. I was thinking about this the other day. For the coming uh, weather catastrophes, uh, we're really well situated far enough from the coast where we're not going to get hit by a tsunami, which if you want to do an episode on tsunamis, I, I know a lot about okay, tsunamis. Okay, so... Uh, what I had written down in my little book here. Look at my fancy book, guys. Moving up in the world. Um, I had two things 
that I really want to talk about. Let me uh, just finish on tsunamis real quick. Okay. Well, I was going to say I'm Pennsylvania. Get, okay. Because I want to get in the survival talk because we've had this talk a lot, and I want to let the fans out there, the few that are listening. Give them a little insight. Right, you, want, you want to get the surgery out of the way? I was going to say, yeah, let's get the surgery out of the way. Okay. Let's uh, do that. Had my neck surgery. Um, we talked about that, what, two episodes ago? Just uh, last episode, because it was right before I was about to have it. Two episodes ago. Mm-mm. Last episode. You Happened because we had we episode it on Sunday, and I had my surgery on Tuesday. And today anyway, is when it doesn't matter. Whoever. Uh, had the cyst removed out of my neck. Um... Holy shit, was it way bigger than I thought. It was about the size of a golf ball, but it looked like it had tentacles hanging off of it. Yeah. Um, little update. We were talking about uh, I pop, my stitches have popped open, so I'm fighting through. I have a vagina on the back of my neck right now, and I'm doing this podcasting for you guys, so you're welcome. Hopefully we can get in. They can fix it tomorrow. We can post some pictures on the Patreon. There's no picture of the cyst, which I was so disappointed. Yeah. I was so bummed out when 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 uh, you texted me that morning. I didn't. I, I didn't bring my phone in, so I'll I'll run through it real quick. So we show up on first surgery of the day. We get there at eight o'clock. Uh, immediately the lady goes, "Go in the back room." Rachel wasn't allowed to come, so I just handed her my wallet and my cell phone. Uh, sat in the room, you know, way longer than you ever should, as all doctors are. She comes in and. Uh, she marks it up. Really nice doctor. Of course, it's me. So there was a train, a girl going through training. So I had three people in there. Immediately said, "Take off your shirt," which I'm totally fine with. Did they? Mm-hmm. I guess that uh, makes sense. Sat me down the seat, got me situated, and then my heel hit the lever that popped the seat all the way down. So we had to re-get myself situated and refix me. Uh, she marked it up, and then. The most painful part, really, was when they numb me up because she just shoots you with a needle a hundred times around, and that numbing agent is something special. It really is crazy, but the numbing doesn't get rid of the feeling, the pressures and stuff. So I don't even feel her cut me open. She lets me know, "Hey, I'm about to start," and she's very talkative, trying to distract me, kind of. The doctor Uh, cuts it out. I didn't feel anything until when the cyst was about to get popped out. I could feel the tugging of the tissue. And I didn't realize how deep this thing is. Because when I felt it, it felt like a small marble. But it's like an iceberg. It's way deeper in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she got pretty deep in there of cutting it open. Pulled it out. It was very successful. She was able to get all of it out. And then when she's closing you up, it's weird. You can feel the stitches. Like, you can feel her pulling your skin. Because, you know. She went several layers deep into the I dermis. think I have three layers of stitches. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah. Uh, to the point where she kind of said, like, if 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 we let it, if it got any bigger, we were getting to the point where this couldn't have just been, like, a, a topical surgery. Because it is on the back of my neck. There's a lot of shit there. There's important shit back there, yeah. Um, but... Pulled it out successfully, felt weird at one point. She got so deep that the numbing agent wasn't there. I felt it hurt. Butthole puckered. Yeah, it's that's that pain we were talking about. Like you get cold and then real hot. And then like I was looking at my hands and they got real white. And so I started trying to distract myself. And I did the thing that I did at my wedding, because I was I had a, our 
photographer was late, so I had to stand in front of everybody, real nervous. I thought about the scene from The Office when Kevin spills the chili. That's a go-to for me because it's funny and it can help distract me. Um, but uh, sewed me up. I got to look at it. It was in like a vial type it's, of thing. It's a specimen jar. Yeah, with liquid around it. So I didn't get a great look, but it was almost triangular-ish shape, pyramid shape. Mm-hmm. And at the base where it was deepest in my neck, uh, she said there was like blackheads basically grow off of it. So, Inside. Yeah. So it kind of had like a tentacle-ish look to it. God damn it. I want to see it I so know. Bad. I know. Uh, but I, you know, she said I did well, that I'm a tough boy. I didn't get a lollipop or pain medication. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it all was good. Uh, got healed up. I go back and I'm supposed to go back in two weeks to get the stitches removed. Uh, but I think through sleeping last night um, and Rachel, we can pop the picture up if if we want on this. My stitches popped. And so right now I can feel my skin flabs. Like yeah. when I turn my head, I can feel them moving. Yeah. Not painful. Really weird feeling. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's like when you have a, uh, like a nail that like you, you cut too deep and it's like hasn't all the way come off yet and you're like I have to take this off you know what I mean but it's hanging by a thread so I can imagine the bottom of it where it's ripped feels like it's real close to just being a gaping vagina. and you can see in the picture like it she just kind of like spiraled a stitch down where it popped you can see that it's like it's loose in the one spot and you can see the holes where it was well, the, the the big concern is we can, you cannot afford to get some kind of infection in there. No, no. Something she's going to have to remove again. But we did a good job, Rachel. Basically, the doctor said just put a huge glob of um, Vaseline. Vaseline on there to help keep it moist. And that also helps protect infection getting in there because it's basically just a goobal over it. And we bandage it up. And then hopefully tomorrow I can get my stitches fixed. Good stuff. Successful surgery. I'm glad I, before last episode we were talking, I was like, I fucking hate that I have to do this. Seeing that thing come out of my body, I'm really glad I got that out of my body. Maybe you should take that attitude into all doctor relationships. Yeah, you were about to, you were like freaking out the night before. You were like, I want to cancel. I don't like these, it's, it's, you guys don't get put in these situations the way I do. It's not comfortable. And I know in the moment. The doctors are always very nice and comforting, but it's that anxiety building up to it. That night before, I didn't, I wasn't sleeping well. I knew I had to wake up early, and it's always that sitting in the office by myself. They go, doctor will be right in. What's well, twenty minutes later? Because they're prepping and getting everything ready. But that this is all normal shit, though. I know, but you know, I, I just don't want it to hap- have to happen. I get anxious for it, okay? I'm allowed to have feelings, people. I'm just saying this should be a positive reinforcement that maybe going to doctors is something you should do. I go to doctors more than you. I don't have any issues going on. It will happen, and then you'll get anxious. But, yeah, no, I'm glad I'm I got it done. I'm surprised that you so cavalierly and casually mentioned that you had to pop the top off. That's good. Yeah, once once again, when I'm there, when it's happening, 
I can I turn the personality on, if you will. I, I, I think you're just worried about every doctor's office you who go to the first time, or like seeing like you just worry that they're gonna be like you need to lose weight. Well, that, that's the thing, and it's always the uh, yeah, obviously. Like when I first got these cut open, like you know during the pandemic, and I kind of that that doctor Rach, that doctor was kind of an asshole, right? The wound doctor who cut me open. I mean, he didn't. He just kind of cut it open, and that was it. Not an ass, but he was just very, like, because I was like, what can I do to help prevent this? And he was like, well, you're kind of overweight, and there's a lot of friction there. And I was like, all right, well, man, no, I was. he explained there the way the tissue is. That made sense. I just, he he didn't want to be, I feel like he dealt with very serious things, and this was just a, let's get this fucking over with. Yeah, that wasn't an appointment for any that prevention an that was an emergency i know extraction but th- and get you out it could have been a little nicer is all i'm saying and obviously every doctor i see sometimes i'll preemptively go like i know weight is an issue but like is there anything else no you just got to lose weight okay cool thanks dude i just feel like that's something you you got to get used to though my mom's like plus you 60 do have- and every doctor she goes to tells her that uh, yeah, I know I have to lose weight, but th- that guy could have been like, you know, hey, you know, just maybe uh, run it with a washcloth before you get it. Something like I'm just you, out here. What you want are kid gloves, and you're a grown up, and you do need to lose weight. But I, I, and I, I kids glove. Uh, I guess they're I guess. doctors. Well, my dermatologist, she kid gloved me, and I liked it, and it felt good. Well, you should let the, your next doctors know, like, when you set up your appointment, like. I like kid gloves. I put up with. Uh, it's not like I'm like you being mean to me, but it's just <laughs> you know a lot of people. I know. I know all about it. I've had to get on scales in front of doctors. It's not even. It's, a lot of people have anxiety of going to doctors, and I do. I I follow through and go with them mm, sometimes. What what Rachel? Has there not been something I followed through with a doctor? Um, you canceled your regulars with Doctor Scott. Well, I don't need anything from him. Right you now, to make sure that he had a plan, your blood work stayed good, and that you were staying on your plan. This seems like an intervention. Are Maybe we even? Fi- are we even filming <laughs> this? <laughs> this is intervention. This is the worst intervention, intervention I've intervention. ever seen. Well, we were talking about doctors. It came up. No, I know. I and I, I admit to it, right? Do I not? I get anxiety. And Doctor Scavale is like the coolest dude. Well, so it's he's like I couldn't imagine. You know, listen. If if like something popped up, uh, or you know, I was feeling a pain or something, I would have no problem calling him and, and following through. But but that's the thing; he can't help you for these emergencies if you never go in between. I just haven't needed like uh, okay, I'll do a, a yearly checkup or whatever, but I just haven't needed anything. Okay, from him. let's move on. My blood pressure has been decent. How often do you get your blood pressure taken? Yeah, I, have you been checking it at the store? We have the machine. I check it. It's a little high, but nothing. I feel like you you should be able like because you you've you know what it feels like when your blood pressure is high. Yeah. So blood yeah, I haven't had. Pressure is a silent killer. I get that. At the <laughs> store, we have the machine. I check it every once in a while because I'm concerned about it. I don't want being to be a crazy. man is like we're already our our hearts like women rarely die of heart disease and fucking. And it doesn't even, you don't even have to be overweight to have heart problems. That's scary. No, and I, I do know what it feels like because, bef- like, 
I got put on blood pressure medication, and before that, I was getting the feelings of like I'd get like a weird pressure in my neck. I could feel my pulse, and my face would get real hot and and whatnot. I haven't had. If I feel those things, I have no problem. Doctor Scott is awesome, and I will go to him if I need it. But you can have high blood pressure without feeling it too. If you want me to go to Dr. Scott, Rachel, I'm I will. This is what this you, seems like. I'm just telling you that's real information. He knows all my stuff. I tell him I, I'm very honest with him. At least can we say that? I've told him everything about me. Yeah. He knows I smoke. I don't chew anymore. I'm fat. He knows my weight. And I drink. He knows all that stuff. And when I start heroin next month, I'll tell him about it. Well, if that helps you, uh, your blood pressure go down, I mean... That's like a double way. Can I get a there. prescription of black tar? <laughs> I don't even think that's a thing anymore. Black tar heroin. I think it should. Yeah, not. Yeah, shit. Now, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be monetarily smart, I'll just find fentanyl. Right. Yeah. Apparently, you just touch it and you die. Yeah. Hey. I'm... So, China. China. That's the that's the real China, China virus. Yeah, that and the cartels. You know they 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 say that. Uh, not when I say they, I mean like. Uh, the Pentagon and like real intelligence services say that the fentanyl influx from China is exactly basically the way uh, the war the type of warfare that that England used against China with uh, opium basically yeah. unconventional warfare yeah it, it degrades your society obviously it kills people but was opium like murdering people like that? I don't. I don't know about. That's a long. I know it just like it caused. It, it ca turned them into just a sleeping nation. You know. Yeah. Just... It, there was opium dens, just like crack dens, and obviously it caused families to fall apart, and it eventually led to, uh, our, you know, like war. I'll tell you what. When I see the pictures, the drawn pictures of the opium dens, it's pretty wild. Looks like it's, a good time. Looks pretty all right. There's definitely just, they got some couches in there that look comfy. It's nice and dark. You know, I like dark. Yeah. And there's too. just Asian women with their tits out. Shit, dude. An opium den, but now with TVs. Opium den with TVs. See, I think maybe the experience without the television back then might have been. Well, really their television cool. was just lady boobs hanging around. Or they around. would just, you know, talk shit. Play. F they love to gamble. Yeah, they're probably gambling and smoke. Like they're smoking opium and just smoking and in look, between. Well, I think sweet pipes. They did have sweet pipes, <coughs> but I think and plus there would almost certainly unless you were really in the fucking gutter. There's probably like a bar there. Yeah, you know, you have a brandy. Fuck, we missed a good time. Damn it! But I gotta tell you, although uh, you might have to deal uh, with a fucking mandrid mandrill. No, they're only in Africa. Um. <laughs> We look at, like, opium, and, like, what is opium? Like, it's not even as strong as heroin. I was going to say, could you even get opium anymore? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, Still? but now that they've figured out how to synthesize it and make it cheap, and... But, yeah, you could smoke opium. Opium's Still. an opiate. It's, like, a weak, weak, smokable version of heroin. Okay. But it's not it's it's not near as strong as heroin. So it's, it's, li it's light heroin. It's heroin light. It's the Bud Light of heroin. But it's a quick effect because you smoke it, so yeah. it breaks that blood-brain barrier quick. And those motherfuckers, from 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 the glimpses you see in uh, photographs and like Natural Geographic and shit, like they would just be laid up, just chain smoking that pipe. They must have been getting pretty high, because you don't just show up to some place and lay down and start hitting the pipe unless you're about to get real high. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like smoking a doobie. So, you know, and it was also, I guess, that was like the first time a drug was introduced, like, in en masse. You know, it wasn't just like tribes eating was, plants and shit. Was that during, like, the dynasties of China and stuff? No, it was after that. Okay. That was like, uh... So this was decent civilization. Like, did they have plumbing? Yeah. No. Okay. I, I don't think they had running water. But this was when, you know, there were caravels and, you know, sh- ships that could cross oceans. Would they were you, still sailboats, obviously, but, yeah, they, they had a... Would you give up running plumbing for just being able to hang out with opium them for 30 years? No. Well, I could never go back. Once you taste running water and plumbing... But, like, just say for, like, 30... Man, they must have been constipated. Right? Yeah. There probably was weird poop problems. See, like, I, you know, I wish I was in college sometimes so I could, I could do a research paper on uh, the opium crisis. Mm-hmm. Rachel, can you look See up if we wh- can get some opium. No. Well, see <laughs> what, what what year the uh, opium crisis uh, really hit its peak. I, I want to say, like, 1820s or something. So that would be before America. Or that be, that'd be early America. Between 1839 and 1842. Only three years. When it was the Opium War. That's when it turned into, yeah. But uh, that's the real China virus. Coronavirus. It ain't bad. I, you know, I could never give up plumbing. No, I might turn some things in there. Think about the idea, though, of a. Uh, like instead of <laughs> so do you think it was like they didn't have pubs they just had like a they, big ass house at the end of the block that yeah, they had bars were, and shit they had a, they still had bars and pubs like every every other civilized nation was it illegal not at first hmm. but then then it started to destroy town yeah because people aren't working society yeah spending all their money just and on, then I think what happened is that the Chinese government was like, we're not having this anymore. We're fuck. This is illegal. Just outright. And then uh, the money fountain got cut off. And then Britain was like, you know, the East the East Indian uh, trading Trade. company was like, yo, crown. We're losing a lot of money here. Send in the warships. And they did. Rachel, look up the, like, what's the derivative like? Is it the poppy seed that makes opium? That's I all opium. I think it is, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Can you just buy poppy seeds and grow yeah, them? You can grow them. Remember when we watched uh, Ozark? We're going to pause. I'm going to Amazon it for just a couple of minutes. It only becomes when you start to synthesize it. So, like, you could milk your own poppies and rub it on your beehole, I guess. You ever see how they milk? I did, yeah, because it's it's like a stem and then like a. It's pretty. They're pretty. Acorn kind of uh, green. Well, yeah. Before thing. they flower, it's just like a bulb on top of a stem. But uh, yeah. how do they synthesize heroin? With chemicals and like, do they just take that thing, grind the plant up, no, and then I think they still milk it and then take the poppy milk, break it down with uh, probably some kind of acid, and. It basically um, concentrates it, and then they cook the chemical, whatever, whatever is the result of that co- that chemical compound. Then they synthesize that down and get the the dirty stuff and the extra out of it, and it just becomes a pure opiate. Because you know, in a plant, there's all kinds of yeah different uh, things that are. Could you just take 
uh, poppy milk. You would need the chemicals to make. Like that. if you suck, like if you drank enough of it, yeah. could you get high? Definitely, you probably get sick. It's though. mixed with a calcium solution. Right, I got some calcium pills. Let's get some seeds, guys. What are we doing here? The crazy thing is, these days it's easier and cheaper just to make fentanyl. Yeah, because well, you could just you need to buy the chemicals. But is fentanyl a derivative of poppy seeds? I think it's all synthetic. Uh, See, these chemists, that's why I told you before, I wish I would have known what chemistry was all about, like, in high school. <laughs> Not to make fentanyl, but... To understand It's it. amazing. Yeah, it really that, is. Yeah, you can synthesize be you, fucking those, you know, those charts of, like, hexagons with sticks hanging yeah. off and H's and being like, this is what it looks like in, in a plant. This is, yeah. But I can take these five in chemicals. And somehow they make and bonds. Then, yeah. And yeah. And then if I, I it's do. illegal, I can just make a little change to its, uh, you know, atomized I, I here. I think that that type of thing is what helped uh, marijuana become legal in a lot of these conservative states because they were there were those companies that were like making just synthetic marijuana and were technically able to sell it because they were like able to change one small thing, yeah, and call they, it. They've done that P4 with every drug. Seventy-eight. They, they do that with every drug. So uh, it's always so. Why? Do, uh, I guess it's because the human reaction. But like on some of those drugs, why can't they get rid of the negative side effects of them? Well, I guess you can't get rid of the good part. For yeah, it to still be I, the same drug. Yeah, I guess because you can't. It's what interacts with your brain. Yeah, I but mean, they couldn't add something in you there. You could get rid like, of the thing that attaches to your opioid receptors, but then it wouldn't be very fun. Well, that's called suboxone, I think. But it, <laughs> but it's crazy when you think about it. Like. Uh, I guess I don't, but considering that I'm an alcoholic and a sober guy, I, I don't really understand what it is that makes you physically ill about the detox. It, like, it's not, I don't think it's like poison being cleared out of your system. It's literally, is it your brain adjusting to not having those receptors well, I know, tickled? So what, what it, it's um, alcohol and benzos. benzos that are the ones that can actually f- kill you yeah. on withdrawal. Something in att- your brain doesn't. Hold on, go t- ahead, Rachel. Um, you are essentially getting poisoned with your own body's released toxins. Really? No shit. I guess it makes sense because with like an opiate, you're only sick for like five days. Well, so so for opiates, I get that. But I was saying the ones that can kill you, I thought it was That's from you, seizures. Your brain did something to your central nervous system and basically gives you a seizure, seizure, uh, and the, does. The only thing I know. Which is unbelievable. Rachel, real quick, look up what actually kills you from uh, benzos or alcohol withdrawal. It's seizures. But is the, does the seizure seizure give you a heart attack or like... I don't know. I guess we'll what about... A, what does a seizure... How does that kill you? You know what I mean? Like you, you can't breathe, locks up your lungs. I don't know. But, I, but while she's looking that up, I'll say uh, it blew my mind when I found out alcohol is the only drug known to man that affects every single cell in your body, from your toenails to your hair follicles. I couldn't believe that. And um, it's crazy, too, because it's the longest. People have been smoking and some sort of fermented alcoholic beverage in like yeah. all of society. Yeah, it's crazy. Go ahead, babe. There are two notably concerning symptoms of alcohol withdrawal that can cause death, um, seizures... Um, 
which can also lead to choking, aspiration, or physical uh, injury, or delirium tremens. That's wet Otherwise known as DTs. Serious condition prevents a number of presents a number of dangerous symptoms of withdrawal, such as confusion, disorientation, hyperactivity, seizures, heart attack, and stroke. Now, if you looked deeper, we would have to like actually do delirium tremens is the scariest fucking thing that can happen to a person. What is it? It's basically like your brain cannot... You drink yourself into such a bad state that your brain cannot make connections anymore. It's misfiring. It just... You break your brain. It's really fascinating, honestly. Like, that, like Yeah, it, hallucinations. And it's... You can't... You don't recover from it, I don't think. This is not tremors, by the way. Tremors, like shaking. Yeah, I, I, that's, that, that's what I'm connecting. Because no, I'm that, like, no. that's something that anyone can no. get. Just Delirium is like, it's like when you're tripping on mushroom something, you might, ha- you might have hallucinations or like weird things going to your brain, but you know you're tripping. Mm-hmm. Delirium is tripping, but you don't know you're tripping. So it becomes a reality. Oh. Scary as fuck. That's terrifying. And there's like a Datura, uh, Jimson weed is like, one of those drugs people, like Native Americans and shit, have been like, it's the one of the most dangerous psychedelics. And like, there's some crazy motherfuckers out there have tried it and read in like the reports of the experience is horrifying, bro. I'm gonna have some weird ads for a while. You be The brain scares me, dude. Yeah, you be I. But there was like, a. Like, ho- I, I don't want. I wanna die before I get dementia. Well, you're not guaranteed dementia. I know, but like, if that's the thing, I, dude, I see these things, and it's, they get so confused and so scared. The it's it. I, I want to die physically before I die mentally. You know what I mean? Like, Stop I feel taking like, your, uh, um, Stop. Yeah. Why? It came out and they said that uh, whatever those are called, um, I don't remember what they're called. Cause. Dementia. I feel like a lot of stuff causes. Dementia. I'm pretty sure I'll die physically before but, I die mentally. Well, you know, you can o- you can always uh, you can only wish, you fellas. Can o- you can you know you can push the gas one way or another. Um, but what's crazy about uh, uh, dementia and like Alzheimer's, like it's not your brain breaking down; it's actually a buildup of like some kind of calcium or something yeah. in your brain, and like. It, it seems that on its surface like it would be something they could figure out a medication to break down that 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 build up or whatever. But I could be wrong. I don't know shit about shit. But I think by time that build up happens, it's like too late. Well, if they were to break it down, like you could, you would stroke out. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it, it, the ca- whatever the build up is. If, if they broke it down, it has to go somewhere. They can't just dissolve it. Could be wrong about no, that, that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why. Like, By the time you start showing symptoms, like major major pathways are going through that buildup. I just hope if I get dementia, like I resort back to like it'd be cool like getting dementia and just being like, yo, fucking back to like a kid, you know, just fucking cartoons are funny again or no, something. That's how it works, but that would be nice. Did you ever? I've told you about this, and you don't remember because I was by myself, and uh, Dad came down. Um, a couple doors down from us, there was a uh, Latina family that lived there, 
And I came down one day on like a Saturday or Sunday. This was like, so I was in like fourth or fifth grade. It was one of our first years in that house. There was an old dude with a uh, T-shirt, like a, a white T-shirt and whitey tighties. An old dude standing in our living room. Because we never locked our door. Yeah. And I came down and he was just kind of standing there, looked at me and kind of just like did that. And I sprinted upstairs and grabbed, maybe, I don't know if mom was there, but dad came down and realized it was the grandfather that was living with them. He had dementia and got confused and just walked into our house. Yeah. No, I had, uh, I had no idea that happened. Yeah, ever. that was, and I, that was like so my first. Happened, dad just like took him back to his house? Uh... Yeah, I don't know if Dad took him back to the house or went to the house. Because I, I remember, like, the people coming to the house. Okay. So, yeah, like, I think Dad might have just opened the door and they were like, where's Grandpa That's at? one thing, like, Dad, my, Dad could, could uh, yeah, handle I, a I situation remember like that. Well. I'm being, like, because I was confused at first because I'm young enough being like, do we have company or something? Well, there's some people who would just get mad. Yeah, and he, and, like, cause he, was, he was just totally just, like, he was in confusion. Yeah, and just was just kind of like looked at me, and I was like, I was like, did we have people here? And I went upstairs, and then Dad came down, and that's he. Dad had no panic to him. I mean, the guy's like old, so you know, so what the hell's gonna happen? Well, really? yeah, but it's just some people are like the shock. Of yeah, because if that happened to me now, now, I I might like have just immediately f- pushed him hard onto the ground, <laughs> especially in his underwear. Yeah, that's weird. yeah, he was just in his whitey tighties and it's a funny a, a I, white t-shirt. I had no one even. I don't remember you ever telling me that about that before either. Yeah, that was it, it. Was early. I remember being early on because. Plus, we lived in a pretty good neighborhood. There was fucking. They were not. They ended up moving out. Like that family moved out. That house has had a lot of people circulate through it, but um. Let's do so. We'll introduce a uh, a new segment that we're excited about. Um, smoke break. Okay, so it's going to be on the Patreon. Um, we're about to go hit our smoke break. So when we do these recordings, uh, halfway through, we like to go smoke a cigarette. Uh, and me and Stephen have a lot of great conversations during those. We're just goofy or nothing at all. Um, we ordered special microphones. Yeah, that are going to be coming. I'm excited to test those out. We're fucking legit. And that might. Bring on some more things. We might do some more behind-the-scenes stuff. Going to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe we'll do a little test with those. Uh, but for this first one, we don't have the uh, the microphones yet. But Rachel's going to record Smoke Break, and that's going to be on the Patreon. Uh, Rachel, how do they get to the Patreon? Patreon.com slash AML Media. There you go. So you sign up. You'll get to see some of the behind-the-scenes. Uh, we got our one secret episode on there right now. Yeah. Which, which, uh, by the way, if you do check out that episode, um, you know, a lot of trouble, you know, don't trouble yourselves over it because, you know, for the most part, nothing happened. At the time, I was like, this might be incriminating for Steven, so let's hide it behind the paywall. Uh, But we're going to put more stuff on there. Never too late, though. Never too late. Um, I might change my mind. But we'll put put some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff on there. We're going to be going on the vacation, so a lot of uh, stuff will be added on there. So sign up for the Patreon. Also, go to our website. We have merch out now, you yeah. can, and it goes up to a 5X, so we it'll need, fit y'all. We need to have content on the Patreon. We're getting there. We're, we're starting. Yeah. We're really digging in. And we have a very reasonable price. So. Very reasonable price. And even for the merch, we took a smaller cut so you guys can rock some of our stuff. 
Um, but yeah, let's do a smoke break. Check out our bonus segment, Smoke Break, only on Patreon. All right, back from Smoke Break. Uh, for those uh, following us on the Patreon, you can watch that. It was fun. Had a little storm happen yeah, at the end getting, of it. We're hit with gale force winds out there. Yeah, and uh, that's without the microphone, so it's only going to get better, folks. Uh, got to see, uh, it was a nice full moon, cool looking moon out there. Got to wave hi to the neighbor. We did get to wave hi to the neighbor. And got some, uh, you know, some gym short talk happening there. So tune in the Patreon to get some of our secrets of how we live our lives. Um, but what we were kind of, um, I guess, uh, previewing earlier is I want to get into some survival talk. Okay. So. You were talking about monsoons or what? Tsunamis. Tsunamis. Um, but I had a dream the other day. This isn't dream talk, so don't worry, guys. But I had, dude, it was so realistic. You know, I get very realistic dreams. And I woke up panicking because it felt real. It was when the power went off for like two hours. It was one of my like in between dreams. We've talked, we have a pretty good uh, rundown of what we would do if. You know, not even zombie, but you know, the grid goes down. Yeah. Now let's let's be totally transparent. We have a framework. We don't have a plan. Framework, correct. But a framework doesn't do shit if this happens. So let's uh we'll we'll set some parameters, okay? Let's take away the zombie thing. It's been done a billion times. And if that does happen, let's hope they're slow walkers and this would still walk, work. I want to put on record that that's not going to happen. <laughs> For all you zombie people out there, you're corny. And if you do, there's people out there that want that to happen. Watch The Walking Dead. Or not The Walking Dead. Uh, the Last of Us. Watching that, I realized I do not want that to happen. I like all of the New World commodities. I like a flushing toilet. I like being to get medicine. But let's just say grid goes down. All right, so let me lay out. Uh, just the emergency, okay? Power grid goes down all across America. If, if it goes down in the rest of the world, whatever, but in America, would that you know that's what affects us. So the grid goes down. Okay, they say food supplies in stores will last four days, and that's what experts say that that shit actually happens really fast. Yeah, because people go nuts. Mm -hmm. You saw the run on toilet paper when the pandemic hit. <laughs> My dad went nuts over toilet paper. But uh, which, by the way, of all the things that you can do without, for me, toilet paper is like way up there. It's like I don't even I can get a, I can get away if with. If you have running water, though. True, but in any case, I'd rather have canned corn than toilet paper. Forever, but anywho, so the so food, let's say one of those uh, EMPs, IMPs. So you, this is weaponized. You're saying, yeah, that's okay. I think would be the most okay. realistic. So China hits hits America with a series of EMPs that puts the grid down across that America, or a geo, you know, a big storm that solar flare. Yeah, something that we can't. This there's no cable right and electric coming back gonna, on anytime soon. Yeah. Okay. So the food's gone four days. By the way, if the grid goes down, running water's down. Very quick. So apparently, cell towers, a lot of them will still work, but that doesn't matter because once you don't have food and water, shit, the society is going to go nuts. Especially for us, the only call we got to make is Stephen, get over here. Right. So, the plan is rendezvous at the crib. 
here, yes. You have an apartment with multiple people there. Wouldn't make sense. So you come here. And in my dream, I thought of it. I say, get every medical supplies you have, any type of canned food, anything you think important that you can carry in one load. Okay. And park your car in the back facing out. And hopefully you have a good amount of gas in your car. Okay. Because here, last, I was thinking in that dream, last case scenario is we sprint to your car and you're faster than my truck. Right. We can't carry as much, but it's got a good size gas tank. And like you said, it's it's faster. And, uh, you know, if you're going to be in uh, the apocalypse... At least be in style a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Although, let's got a charger. Honest, we, we'd rather... Challenger? Challenger. Charger. Challenger. But Challenger. we'd rather, honestly, if we could pick one, we want the truck. The truck, yeah. So... But okay. it might be good to have the two vehicles if we can convoy it. But I, I don't think that's a good thing because... Ju- just, just to get as much, like, until I run out of gas in the car. So here's my thing. So this is where I'm going to start it off. So this happens, and we're lucky enough you get here... You bring a couple stuff in the house. We'll have a little bit. We'll have water enough to last the three of us two, three days. And and like I was saying, Pennsylvania is awesome. Fresh water is not a huge concern. Yeah. And we always have a decent amount of, you know, uh, noodles that you can just cook with just some water. Uh, a yeah. couple canned some goods. Rice. Some of those things. But our main concern is we can't stay here. No. All right. So the first thing. When that happens, I'm bringing my truck, and I'm parking it on my front lawn as close as I can to the front door, driver's side of the door facing the house. The house. Okay. That way, if we have, you know, we have to get out of here, we all can jump in that truck quick. Uh, my thing is, do we bring the dogs? And my thing is... I'm not coming without the dogs. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think... It's got two sides. One, they're great alarmers. They can hear stuff and they'll start barking, but do we want them to hear everything and bark at everything? I think we just have to write that off because Rachel's not doing anything with dogs. And I think as a tactical decision, if we were going p- pure pragmatism, I think it doesn't hurt to bring them at, at first, but they could become a liability, but... You might have to ditch them, and that then this is life or death. Okay, so I think we we can throw them in the truck, and we always have a big bag of Here's food. Here's the thing: they're not outdoor dogs. They probably could not probably they couldn't fend for themselves. So, no, so we would have to feed them and stuff. So that's the only problem. Would be like if we were really like up against it, but they can come. Here's the thing: I'm thinking we bring them one. Like I said, they're good alarmers. You know what I mean? Like, if we had to park, we drive a while, and we have to sleep on the side of, you know, try and find a little thing. They do have good hearing, and they will alarm us. They'll bark their fucking heads off. Right. As long as we don't... I would rather have to ditch them into the wild than leave them in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make it. I would feel better. The only... The only only time they would become a liability is if we had to hide. Yes. But so we're not dealing with zombies. We're dealing with off the grids. So. Right, but hiding from people is more dangerous than zombies. True, true. Uh, they're also, and I'm being serious here. If it, if it really came to, we could eat them. We're talking a not real a lot of meat here. on them, but no, yes, but, we could. You know, um, but so we're we're that's we're spitballing. Here. We're spitballing here. But 
We before we talk about any of the plan. All right, so we got the food in the truck, or in last case, worst case scenario, my car. We got as much food as we can bring. Let's water. say like we with the grid in this neighborhood. I don't think we're gonna have to escape in your car. So I think we're gonna be able to take the truck. Me too. And so hopefully I have a good amount of gas or we can fill up. Let's just say best case scenario. Well, that's where I was going. Okay. Fuel is a big deal here, especially that initial rush. But also when that grid goes down, those power, those pumps don't work. So we have to, we have to. Do you know how to siphon gas? Yeah, you just basically have to have a tube or something. You, you suck small enough. But it would be like that would suck to try to fill your tank by siphoning gas. We usually keep the truck as f- pretty full. Okay. All right, so then. So let's say good news, we just fueled up. We've got enough for a day and a half of driving or whatever. Uh, in the truck, about 400 miles full tank. Okay. So let's say that's best case scenario. I have a little bit of protection. Right, you have enough protection for 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 a three party three person group. We're not we're not armed to the teeth. What? All right. Well, I have plenty of ammunition for my forty caliber handgun. Okay. Plenty. I I bought in bulk, and uh, we have a nine millimeter as well. So for the three of us, we should be okay with that. So at least to keep ourselves from being taken advantage of. Yes. In that initial phase, we should we'll be fine with the two handguns. So we can so let's say we, we get, get a the, shotgun now. Everybody should have uh, a piece. I I want I've and, been telling you I gotta, I gotta be honest, you with a shotgun, I'm not fucking with you if I'm not a part I'm of I'm also very, very good at clay shooting. There you I, go. I'm very good. Now I'm just saying shotgun are such a great deterrent. Mm-hmm. Like, because anybody can shoot a shotgun, really. Um, so, yeah. But, anywho, so... Because a lot of people, when that first surge happens, they're going to go try and raid dicks and Dunhams to get weapons. Right. So, we don't want to have to go there. No, we've had, that's part of the plan, is not to have to do that. So, what we've talked about before, our first stop... Right. If we think things are going bad, we're going to a library, yes. right? Yeah. It seems to me to be not something everybody will think of, for one. While everyone to Dick's, we, there will be some emergency supplies there. At least something. Mm-hmm. Because it's a municipal building. And we're bringing enough. We're thinking, in this in this household, what you bring, we can get three, four days if we thin it out. Yeah, and it will be in a... The plan, in my opinion is to find a public library that's not in Pittsburgh. And we're enough in the suburbs, so I think where we are at, we would go, we want to head to Erie. I was thinking either Erie or towards like Johnstown, Bedford area. See, I don't think we want to go start going back towards, because I think people from Philadelphia are going to go mid-state. If we can get to Erie... Well, this plan all is predicated on we're leaving. If the power goes down, as soon as reports come in that it's not coming back up, we're not waiting to see what happens. Yeah. Because by that time, the highways and shit will be... Well, that's the thing with Erie. It's a highway, but it's not the turnpike. 
You okay. know what I mean? So I'm thinking Erie is good because also there's a lake there, so we can have some water. Uh, and it, it is mostly rural outside of there, Erie, There's right? places that are rural. Because that's the great benefit of Pennsylvania is the big, wooded, freshwater state because you don't want, we don't want to be stuck in a rural center. Mm-hmm. There's, li- there's plenty of municipal libraries outside of rural and centers. And uh, plenty of people are going to want to be heading to Erie, too, around here. Yeah. You know, they have vacation homes there, and they know it. But I'm just thinking, because across, dude, Erie, I didn't realize how fucking big it is. It, it touches parts of New York. We can get over to Canada and all that stuff. So I think we head there. That works for me. But we're not. Our first ob- thing is the we're not gonna, the library is yeah, important. We're not going to disclose the location of the library, but we will have one picked out. Yes, which and the reason we want to go there is one we can have a couple days of a pretty fortified building. They're usually right. small, but have enough room. They usually have cellars. These municipal buildings are have the basics. Yeah, it's not and just solid. Yeah, it's not just sheetrock and stuff. They're usually like a brick there's building some, yeah, exactly. and stuff. With plenty of windows. Usually there's two stories, one main entrance. And the main reason we want to go there is we want to get atlases, maps and stuff. We also want to get books on planting, you know. Everything nonfiction in the post-grid era will be a benefit. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't need it immediately, that's an early that, that's uh, early investment. We're looking at things. We're looking long term, right? We want to be. Uh, we can be <clears throat> farmers' almanac. Farmer almanac. Knowing when the sun's going to come down, all that type medical of shit. Medical books. All, yes, all that medical kind books. Of shit. And the ability to like also have fiction to to entertain ourselves. Remember, this is a, a post digital era, because we're also like. Everyone's going to want to, people are going to rush the CVS and get all the medical supplies. Right. We don't want to be in competition to try and get guns or medical supplies or food. But at the same time, we need something to bring to the table to barter. Exactly. So this is where we can leverage the knowledge. That's why people didn't kill doctors. That's why they would put the cross on the helmet of medics in war. We don't want to kill people who know how to save people. Right. And, and... The immediate fears and dangers will, most people will not think long term mm-hmm. of what, you know, what can sustain us once we realize all the stuff we don't know and we will have the, the paper copies. And uh, I'm, in a perfect world, we can stay there and leverage that out for the stuff we need. Yeah, but we don't want to get into the armed battles because eventually people will go we ran out of shit i don't have the internet library so uh, that's why i think we've talked about like we go to the library early to grab that shit and then move the problem is books are big and bulky yeah but like I, you know i'm thinking and i was also thinking a, a lot of I mean, 30 40 books we could pick f- 30 to 40 books that could r- has all the information we would need. I don't know. It would be really hard for me to to leave those books. I was thinking maybe we get a scenario where once we lock down this building and we show that we have a plan, 
we can bring people into the fold. Not big groups, but there's going to be plenty So you're of sh- thinking, because that's, that's where it d- differs of what the situation is. Of course. Because if it is gridlock and we get in there, you're thinking we kind of become the information center and we start to try and build a small community around that library. Yeah, because we're being responsible with one of the most important resources left on the planet. Damn it. We'd all, I'd have to start reading. I can read it out loud. You would have good. to be, you would have to become the oracle. I would. I'd be the scribe. In this situation, Rachel would have to be the mayor, managerial situation. I would have to become the defense. You have to be the muscle. And you have to become the, the You'll oracle. You'll have to go out. You'll be the guy who has to go out uh, and kind of like recruit the right people. Um, you know, kind of go see the situation out. See who needs help. Because there's going to be people who, who need our help. Yeah, but we're not going to go for people who need our help. We're going to have, at first, you got to be cut, cutthroat. You know what I mean. They'll have something to bring to the table. I think what I would be a recruit, a recruiter. That's what I'm saying. I would go find someone who, it's a wife and the husband, and they have some protection. Stuff. And I go, listen, we're going to have a, a doctor, oracle kind of. We're going to have- Or go and try, I go try and find my, uh, Scott Heil, our doctor. And like, listen, you know shit. We're gonna have a center, right? But that's why when I when I was saying like, if we went to like Central PA, like in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, those people out there are resourceful. They're spread out far, but they know how to do shit. They'll know how to fix a car, yeah, or grow a garden, or clear land. Because my thing is, I don't want to go to Central PA. Because I think they're going to be tight-knit and are to be okay. I think, like, if we go to Erie with our information in the truck set up there, and it's still rural enough, we can find the... I think it comes down to how things play out. It's going to be resource management. But I think, and Rachel, you can kind of jump in here. I think best-case scenario is we can manage... Staying around this area? Staying, locking down a good, solid building with a resource that we can share with people around us who who need it in exchange for proper respect. Um, You know, not just, who's going to, who's going to risk their lives to overrun us for some books? Well, that's, I, that's what I... We don't have It's going to be like Book of Eli kind of thing Like we're going to have to have that knowledge I think that should be the contingency plan If things become untenable For plan A Plan B would be I'll pre-pick out like 50 books That we can Shutter out into the truck And bug out Yeah I guess I'm thinking Yeah I guess it's either Because what you're talking about is like Damn this is bad yeah, we, bugging, bugging out. We need to serve. Now we're in full survival mode, and we're probably gonna have to kill. Yeah. If we have to bounce and bug out in the truck, that means things have gone real bad. Right. Per. Hopefully, we can establish something in a community where people are keeping their heads enough, and that's why I say in a more rural area, people will have more. You know, some people will have cows and shit. You know, and we have 
a place people can be sit like uh I'll we- tell you where it would be a good place to go. And we won't disclose the location. We know it as the cabin. Right. If we could get to Wayne, who we know is still there. Yeah. Most of the people in that neighborhood are still there. They would know us. They could trust us. And we would show up with uh, defense. And they have a water system there that doesn't run off power. It doesn't? Yeah. It's all gravity. That's why it's at the top of the mountain. I thought it still had power. I mean, it might have pumps now, but... I know what you mean. And you, you could go to... I mean, I, I was able to go in yeah, there you could just and walk up put to a it cup in there and drink out of it. Yeah. Best water in the world. Yeah. And you're up a little bit of a higher elevation out there. But regardless, we know our first step is get together. Uh, at that point, anyone older or who can't help us. No. We're a three-person party at this point in our lives. Yeah. And uh, you'll be getting the, the truck can get us 400 miles. And there will be ways um, to get fuel. It's just if we tried to get fuel around here, I think it would be a waste of time. Yeah, we got to get it a, a hundred miles out. Because, and that's another thing that would be nice about a library. I guarantee you they have a generator. That's one thing I just want to get in my normal life. Well, yeah, okay. But yeah, it but get that going. Then you really need fuel, so you yeah, keep it f- that or you just jack a vehicle. Assuming the if it's an EMP blast or a real bad solar flare, it could fry uh alternators and shit, right? Well, yeah, shit, my truck's pretty new actually, good point. That's why I'm saying fucking out in the these townsy areas, they have old, like older trucks. They're and they still know how rocking to fix them ninety-five Ford F one fifty. They know how to fix them with bare minimum uh, tractors. But I think any rural area. Yeah, no, no, yeah. That. It's just that's one we're familiar with. I just I, I said head to Erie because there's a main water system, waterway there. That if like you know, we had to steal a boat and get somewhere. I my I would honestly, and it's not ocean, so it, you can, I think technically turn that into drinkable water. I just think it's con- well, you can boil any water and drink it, so, but, I think like probably in the top five rules, of societal breakdown. The less populated area, the better. Of course. So, I think that would be. The North Star, where we should really pick. And from here, hop on 279, you know, half a mile away from here, you're heading towards Erie with no turnpike or anything. Because Ohio, also, you go to Ohio, Ohio wouldn't be a bad place. Yeah. A lot of land, non-populated, rivers and creeks and stuff. Well, I'll just say off air, we have to pick a place. Yes. Because talking about maybe here, maybe here, maybe if we don't have <clears throat> if we don't have a library in a town picked out. Library would be the first and we would we're gonna we'll have a library disclosed. Right. Maybe it's one Because if if it came down to it, last call, meet at the library and we both know what library that is. Right. And we get there and play it by ear. You know, I just found out like like a few years ago that it's not play it by year. It's play it by ear. I always thought it was play it by ear. Wait, you thought it was by 
year? I thought it was like by year for the longest time. No, I always thought it was like whatever we hear, we're going to... Yeah, it's one of those things I never thought about. And now it's like, duh, of course it's a year. Idiot! Well, I'm going to buff up my uh, defense systems. I've been thinking about it for a while. I also just, I like gear, so we know that. But do you have a bug out bag at all? Even anything small at all? No. I don't now, but it's funny. When I, in high school, I had one. I have a trunk full of useful stuff, though. And I have a good amount of perishables. Non-perishables, I mean, food-wise. Um, I have rubbing alcohol and bleach. Bleach can, is one of those things that that's one of those, th- like, you would risk, all right, Stephen, go in there with a gun and get us a couple bottles of bleach. Especially if we are going to do any type of medical anything. That and also you can distill a lot of water with a yeah. small amount of bleach. Yeah, yeah you're right. Let's I- start watching Bear, or not Bear Grylls, uh, Les Strauss. Yeah, my hero. Although he's gotten into the Bigfoot thing, which is like a clear money play. He's trying to make, yeah. Watch his old stuff. He'll teach you But some if things. you've ever watched Survivor, man, like, he was legit, and I don't blame him for saying, I can't do this anymore. Oh, my God, dude. It's such entertaining. If you, if you, anybody hearing this, if you have somebody comparable to him in your watching library, maybe, that I've never heard of, Please send them my way, because I've never been able to find any type of survival content, even close to him. Yeah, just him and a camera. And if you have know you them ever, well, have you ever searched stealth camping? Are you talking about like YouTube videos? Yeah, I saw something the other day. One of uh, the people that I work with was saying that they love stealth camping, like as a genre. And is it a thing? I don't. It's like. It's basically camping where you're not supposed to, but it's kind of like, at, like Survivor Man asks, yeah, like, like at national like, parks. It's kind of like it goes into what we're talking about here with like if shit went down, you needed to hide out in the woods for a while. Mm-hmm. Like Did- it's not necessarily hiding, but it's like making use out of places that aren't meant for camping or that you're not technically allowed to be there. Check this out. Perfect example. There's a movie. It's excellent. I'm gonna find the name of it. It's about. It's. I think it's a true story. It's about a father and a daughter who were living in like, uh, like a, a na- like a national park, like in Seattle. Like Is right, it real or fake? It's a, it's a real, uh, it's a real location in the world. Okay. Because there's what. Okay. Go, go. But anywho. The movie, uh, like they've they're living out there for a long ass time, like and they get and caught, and, and they get caught. We put we watch, watch it, together. it together. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was, is it fiction or nonfiction? I don't remember. If it was based on true story or not. I don't. Yeah, but because they they go in the town on foot to get their yeah, stuff, and then they, yeah, and then she kind of gets a little, uh, she gets a little too adventurous, and then kind of gets them caught because someone sees and then they, her like, live in a camp. Ground. But that's kind of what it sounds like. Stealth camping is like living where you're not supposed to off grid. Well, because I was thinking a lot of the um, rock climbing or climbing movies, because like in national parks, you're only allowed to stay there for yeah, like they, four days out of the rules. year. So people like, ruin everything for everyone, dude. Because those let ru- them climb the shit. No, but they start becoming bums and just living. Yeah, there. true. And that's no good. I don't want fucking uh, hippies and fucking weirdos and outcast living 
in the most beautiful parks in the country. They have to stop that shit. But anywho, um, if we were still back in Langhorn, we we're back in Philly. I I seen the land and how crazy it is. But that I would go. Let's just go to two fifteen. Humeville Road, and we'll fucking camp back in there. No one's, no, no one, one wants to go there, and we know and that we know river. The lay of the land. We can eat some cray- crawfish, and, and we know where we can scrap some supplies yeah. from the uh, the old junkyard there. Cop a little bit of the hair on. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, real quick on the bug out thing, uh, I think realistically with our plan, we really need to consider locking down that library. And stay in there because you talking about stealth camping made me think of your affinity for the woods and camping. And I really think being in a building, unless it's absolutely impossible I to survive. Would, if, if it came down to like something serious, I would just throw up poop. I, I could... I I would probably yeah, but die of esophagus cancer yeah, quick. The people with you have to tolerate you and how miserable you would be. Vomiting every time. But you know shit. what? That's why they say they, uh, they undersupply and give the Marines shitty living situations. Toughen them we up. We want to keep you pissed off. Yeah, toughen them up. I get to the point where I go, I hate this fucking shit. I ain't afraid to end somebody for a couple of apples. Let's hope the grid stays up. Um, trust me, <laughs> I am not one of those guys that are like I wanted to. Nope. I love running cold water. I love air conditioning. I just love sleeping in a bed. I could deal with no air conditioning. Shit, my apartment today was 75 plus degrees. It's, it sucks because in this, I would be best fit as a homemaker. <laughs> <laughs> I would be good at making good soft beds for everybody, but I'm a man with large stature, so I would have to. Yeah, you... You like, don't have to fit into gender roles. Yeah, so, right? Yeah, no, that's the thing. In this bug when out scenario, you sh- do. When shit goes I'll downhill. Be the, I'll be the muscle. Oh, yeah? Because I don't even <laughs> think you can load my gun. <laughs> I'd have to be one teaching you guys, like, guys, this is what a safety is. This is how you load well, it. The reason I'm the orc on the scribe is because I... You can read for more than 20 minutes? Well, yeah, that. And I already have some prior knowledge to build off of, but... I'm terrible with a gun. I I, I, I could see. Well, that's what this. Uh, that's I, one thing. Now that you're here, we'll get you out to the range. We'll get you more I've efficient. More, like close to five times I've been out. I've just with a handgun. They make me uncomfortable. I sweat from my face, and they make you wear goggles, so the goggles fog up. Uh, well, in this scenario, you don't have to wear that's the goggles. True. And that's I, seriously a major I've issue. I taught Rachel to be comfortable around. I. I it's funny, not even from our family, but I'll get, we'll get you a gun. Okay. I, I personally think, and I don't think any, everyone should own a gun, but every American should know how to safely operate a firearm. I could shoot and operate a sh- like a rifle, and I'm actually really good with them. Something about a handgun makes me, I'm just not good with it. We'll get you there. But it's not like, a, it's, I'm not afraid, it's just I'm not good at aiming them. No, no, well, that's a whole science. Like, I miss. But that's the thing about a forty caliber. Practice. Yeah, right. I only got to touch you with it. It's putting you and down. And you're going to be, oh, you, you ain't coming at me. Yeah. But that's also, I, I, I do want to, uh, I do want to invest into a nice uh, shotgun. I love clay shooting. It's, it's one of the biggest things I miss because I used to be able to go with the carnies and stuff. 
and uh, get a nice rifle. Once you know, get a little cash. That's Once the Patreon kicks off, get us. Yeah. We'll, we'll be protecting us, guys. Yeah, yeah. And if you subscribe to our like whatever other more expensive Patreon uh, subscriptions we may have in the future, we'll let you. In. I will make videos of me teaching Stephen how to use a handgun. Yeah, and uh, and his nervous little fingers. Maybe we can. That's how we can figure out who we're going to bring with us to the library. Good point. Just in case. Yeah. Because we don't have any useful friends, really. There would be one. They're too far now. But the one person I would call on that I'm around here, uh, Ruffner's got more energy than a five-year-old child. But now he has a kid in a wife, so that would yeah. That's definitely a liability. Unfortunately, a young, young kid. But he would be our scout. If I were to think of people around here, we could or Murph, but he has a wife and a kid now, too. So, yeah. Someone we could send out and be like, don't come back for two yeah, days. Yeah, here's rations and go scout out a spot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, uh, well, I think that'll that'll do it. We're probably hitting around time, right, babe? Um, thanks for listening. Uh, survival Talk. We'll touch on it here and there, but um, I truly want to say to the fans, you be all right. The world's yes. a hard place. Hopefully the grid does not go down. Uh, and don't come anywhere near my library, unless you're a friend. Um, but I'm Gene Labordi. It's my co-host, Stephen Labordi. Uh, and doing all the hard work, making the merch, making the Patreon smoke talk is uh, my great wife, Rachel Labordi. Uh, this is You Be All Right Podcast, and this has been presented by... AML Media. Love you, Mom. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in. Have a good time. Stephanie, shout out. I know you've been listening. Joey, shout out. Thanks for all the Labordies listening to us and all the fans out there. I think that about do it. We got dinner coming up and the Big J Okerson special. I can't wait. I love Big J. Good for him. He deserves it. Peace.